Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Well, Jules and I went there for a little overnight, and we did an Airbnb, which I think is probably the last time. We, I, it's weird doing Airbnbs. It is because there's always somebody there who owns the house. It is nice as I that feel like woman I'm sort was. Of trespassing. It is, or it's like it, it was also like in the bowels of the woods. So I was like, she could wear our skin, and she greeted us at the front, like you had to go through gates, With a like shot. you had to, yep. Yeah, she had a pit bull, a <laughs> massive pit bull. And she's, she's just standing the in the doorway, like waving, like, welcome to Woodstock. You're going to die. Don't mind our poppy field. She's the old woman from Ozark. She literally is. Like, I'm not, no, no joke. And it, everything was a bit Grey Gardens-y. It was like, she advertised, we have this pool and you go over there. We make our own pate. <laughs> we make our own pate. Get over here, Sprinkles. It's going to take like about an hour, okay? If you hear grinding, just don't open the door, okay? You Sprinkles! Like, you like teeth. <laughs> I hope you like claws in your pate. <laughs> I like my food to give me a bit of a fight, you know. I like it to scratch me up on the insides. <laughs> Thank you, this Airbnb is lovely. I always have the water. We make she our own water. so great, guard. <laughs> and by water, I mean urine. Moonshine. What'd you say? Nothing. Nothing. Gonna get it. The- Gonna get it. <laughs> I don't know why I've just started doing that at home, like out of nowhere. I, I, I like I don't even know if it's in Ozark, but like Marcus will hear out of like the like the other room, like Jenny, you gonna get it? Go no, that's get it, Jenny. That, it, I don't know why. No, it's implied. It's implied that it could be in Ozark. Anything could be said by Ruth if it's said with that accent. Right. But she I, could read like you know the Magna Carta, but with that accent, you're like, yep, yep, that's an Ozark, you guy. That was mm-hmm. guys. That was Ruth yeah. that said it. She was like, four score seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth the. Well, I don't know what the fuck the rest of the words are. That I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's your tagline? Like in the sitcom of your life, you're like, oh, every time he enters a room, you gonna get it, and everybody applauds in the audience. He said the line. He said the line. The Real House Husbands of Manhattan. <laughs> Go get it. But you have That's to it. just twist. So it's like if you're irritated with Marcus and there's a scene where you're in your apartment. <laughs> Did you load the dishwasher wrong again? You're going to get it. See, I can't do it like you. It's just like. It's a, your tagline. It's just like that backwoods white trash. Go yeah, it. yeah. It's all under the umbrella. I say lean into this new character. Maybe it's the facial hair that's making you say that. Maybe, Maybe. it's your brand new mustache that makes you go, you're going to get it. Could be. So this very Grey Gardens Airbnb in Woodstock. First of all, it's huge. The reason I got it, A, because it was cheap, which always ensures a good time. Because of the cemetery. And because Chevy Chase's family used to own it. <laughs> So I was like, I want to stay with Chevy Chase stayed. Like they really pushed that on the Airbnb. It's got a pool. Great. We're only there for a night. Fabulous. Let's do this. It's rural. As you're driving up, you have to stop the car and move chains. You know what I mean? What did you say? You have to like, as you're driving up, it's like the road's going away. Road's going away. Now we're on dirt road. We had to stop the car. And it's like, do not enter. You're going to get it. It's got chains across. I'm going to kill your ass. <laughs> go no, get it. I mean it. At no point was I like, 
maybe this is a bad idea. Like, well, how could this be? A bad after idea? the third chain that I had to move <laughs> to get up to this house, I <laughs> after hopscotching across bear traps, I think this is. <laughs> you know what? I I think maybe this we should little... go back. I saw a Holiday Inn down the street. Maybe we should just do that. There's something to be said for a hotel chain, you yeah. know? I don't care how crappy it is. Yeah, or like, you know, the recording device that's inside of it. Yeah, whatever. And the semen that's all over every, yeah. you know, bedspread. So we go into this Airbnb. She greets us with a pit bull. Also, by the way, it's advertising this pool. We went out to the pool. Vacation pool? From National Lampoon's Vacation? No, that's a sexy pool. No, it's Which not. one is that? The one that's like basically jello, green jello. I don't remember. Why do I not the first, remember that? The first vacation, not Not pool, European vacation. Not European and not the pool that he buys or wants to buy for for it's Christmas a, vacation. It's an outdoor camp place. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> I was thinking of the one where he has like the sexy tryst with like no. Cheryl Teagues or whatever, no. whoever that was. Shh. Wasn't she was like a Cheryl Teagues, Christy, Christy Brinkley, but she's in a car. They're all interchangeable. Uh, uh, don't tell her that. Uh, well, she's one of a five of a kind, uh, and it was so overgrown. It was ter- I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna get like I need a hepatitis and a tetanus shot before I walk into this water." But so she's showing us around, and she's an earthy broad. You can tell, like she's she's got a lot of like no mannequins shit. in the house. <laughs> like you know those like dress forms are sort of everywhere and we go how into is the... that earthy because she you can she's like draping beaded caftans oh, on there not like home alone where it's like on a record player just like it looks like people are <laughs> that's what i'd be about. like get back to the car put the candlestick back. backwards and just let's say we're going to dinner and then we never come back and it's a big house it's a scary house, but we're in the kitchen. She's talking to us. She's made us fresh scones. I'll never say no to a scone. Are you dating this person? This person? <laughs> why are you? I don't know why. It's but then we're sitting there talking. You're just staying in the house. There's a shrine in the kitchen. In the kitchen, sort of like where you would put a microwave or a coffee pot uh-huh. shrine. There's all these like framed pictures and an urn, and it's like. Her third boyfriend's ashes or something. It's somebody who's not even like these are. This is my father. Which, by the way, put your father in a better place than the kitchen counter. He's right Carrie, by the Cuisinart. Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> and you Husband can guarantee that if I was just staying there and I didn't know those were ashes, I would totally put that in the coffee pot. I'm like this tastes great. <laughs> this tastes like Carl. <laughs> Ooh, dark roast Carl. Right. And just like a random. The whole shrine just sitting there, like dried flowers. I feel like she's the kind that would do a lot of chants, and there's she's definitely like looking at the moon, lining things up, you know, lots of crystals. So she brought Woodstock. Flower. Here's what I don't understand about bringing flowers to your own house memorial. in the grave site that you created on your kitchen your counter, kitchen. like next to your mail. There yeah. wasn't anything special about it, was just like it was like mail, coffee pot, urn. Bills, uh, you know, toaster, it's yeah, dried bread, it's yeah, sugar, flour, earl, scones, yeah, scones. <laughs> sugar, flour, <laughs> earl, you're gonna get it, <laughs> gonna get it. Now, he was our paper boy. Oh, why do you have his urn? No one want him. It was pretty much like that because didn't she tell us the story? I'm stroking on this. This was a while ago, this is pre pandemic. I am walking around New York in the past week. 
like I'm a character in a Batman movie, like, somebody's got to clean up this town. It's so... I, I, it's it's getting to a point now where I'm like, this isn't, it's never been cute. It's sometimes been funny with guy re- writing his name and feces on the subway comedy. But now yeah. I'm just like, okay, enough. If we're going to have people back here, somebody's got to clean up this room. It's a mess. We're about to have company. Well, someone's got to do something. I know. And no one's in charge. No. The inmates are running the asylum. L- literally. Yeah. The inmates are all around us. I know. It's exhausting. Calls coming from inside the house. Calls coming from inside the A train. Yeah. Very. It's very strange. Uh, also, so is the subway. When people are just like, oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna smoke that crack pipe right and here. And nobody has a problem with any of it. Like because it's just it's more trouble to engage. Yeah. It's unless it's someone starting something on fire. That's another And that's even a whole that we're thing. like, that'll burn out. Well, actually, I saw one guy. He's like, are you fucking nuts? And like attacked this guy because he was lighting something on fire. And they threw him off the train. But like some guy like smoking, we're all just kind of like, we're probably going to die. It's fine. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's just, it's like you lose all of your, your bones. You're just like, I can't, I can't care anymore. Correct. It's like, uh, (sighs) hey, Marge, sorry you couldn't find another toilet. The whole city is one I guess my bumper will do. Yeah, it's just this. Yep. If New York were a sound right now, it'd be. I can't. Not even words. It's just. Uh, it's true. It's not. Uh, but same. but on the upside, it's a beautiful sunny summer day out. Thank God for global warming. Uh, thank God. So what if an iceberg will float past the tip of Manhattan? You guys, we get to wear shorts in the middle of February. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's 75 degrees here oh, in New York. <laughs> it is. It's a beautiful spring day. You know, there's some guy walking around taking out tank tops and shorts because he's got to be that guy. Well, especially in my neighborhood. It's like, all right. Are the flip flops out already? Not yet. But it's definitely a beautiful the day. It's like 60 degrees out. And then tomorrow it's supposed to drop down to 20 and ice. That's awesome. <sighs> and there'll always be that asshole that's running in short shorts. Which I never, un- first of all, I don't really understand running as a whole. Second, um, in inclement weather, you're not, or is someone giving an award that I'm not aware of? Are they training for something? I don't know. For what? <gasps> the good humor you? truck going 90? I'm going to run the New York City Marathon this, this is stupid. I don't want to talk Come about on. This. No, I'm going to run on a team. That's the mm. only way that they'll let me in. Okay, Miranda. Is if I say I'm going to raise money. That's, yeah, I'm buying my way in, baby. New York City Marathon this fall. This is the year I beat the shit out of myself. I'm doing an album, I'm doing a TED Talk, and I'm doing a marathon. Take that, Eckhart Tolle, or whoever's inspirational. Wait, so did James tell you to run? Yes. Yes, you did. I swear to God, There's I'm going to no start way carrying around Jim a body cam. Would want to put that upon himself? No, no, no. You said you so said that he could listen to you, you know bitch, they have... and then listen to your bones break. <laughs> He would not do that because someone's got to pick this shrapnel of a human being up. He has a he has a job. He He's does gonna this be podcast at the finish he line. He's not a doctor and does not want to listen to you bitch about your body. He's going to be at the finish line in Central Park with like, a little did, dust did I, pan. Did I look fat crossing the line? <laughs> oh, 
No, Miss Carpenter, you didn't. I have already envisioned what it's going to be like crossing line because you know they have all the cameras and stuff there. I'm sure that they will have left by the time I cross the finish line. In that but, stretcher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they bring me across in a Just a vulture dragging you by your popped out <laughs> eyeball. By my wrist. Yeah. Just dragged over. We got the her. We got her. Okay. I'm all right. How come you didn't eat her? Are you kidding? <laughs> it's just bones. I don't eat trash. <laughs> I didn't have any hot sauce <laughs> to improve the taste oh my God, of this I'd ra- thing. I'd rather eat from the backyard of a Taco Bell than this bitch. <laughs> I, 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 I've already practiced what my face will be when I cross the finish line. Because you got to keep things tight, you know. Yeah, that's because because really when I'm actually running, on. if somebody took a picture of me when I was running, it would just be all like jowls and anger and sweat. So when you run in Orange Theory, of course you're in front of a, a mirror because they want you to see the mess that you're running into. That sounds fucking terrible. Running into the mirror, like so, you, all you do is look at yourself that's while you're awful. running. I know, so but then that's like having me- a mirror in front of the toilet. <laughs> Which too many people have. What? Yes, because you know when you like close the door, it's just the way that the toilet is situated. For some reason, that's the place where people put a full-size mirror is opposite the toilet. So then you, frankly, I don't mind it because then I cheer myself on. I have, I've you could sit there the like you're, glass you're just, I don't want to be here. <laughs> like your Johnny Bench. You're just sitting there. You can do this. You can do it. I don't need it. I don't need a. You don't need a cheerleader? Section. Says you. I feel lubed. Do you yes. feel lubed? Well. Oh, all right. Well, guess what? Go get it. Go get it. And Go get gonna, his pocket. Go get yourself some. So welcome to Nearpod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Mark Paul Gossela. <laughs> I'm Cecily Strong. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? So unnecessary. Unnecessary. Children together terrify us, children of the corn. But you know what doesn't terrify us? This podcast. So this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're dusting off their rust and we're refinishing them with the chalk paint so we can sell them on Etsy. We're reading their articles, damn it. That's what we do every week. So follow us on your social medias at Dear Official, on your Insta, your Twitter, your Face. We have a website where you can binge every last episode, dearpodofficial.com. We have an email address. Please email us anything you're thinking, anything that's on your mind, because guess what? You're going to get it. Go get it, You're going to get read right here on the air, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, or slide into our sexy DMs. We'll do either way. We'll do you either way, man. Do it to me one, one more time. time on the YouTube. We have a YouTube page. <laughs> Age. God, my segues are on fuego today. That's fire. And fine, that is that's uh, Spanish for fire. Yeah. Everybody, I am fire. Not the fire festival. I'm fire emoji. Uh, and guess what else is fire? Our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/DearPodOfficial, where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you can become a subscriber and get some fire in your inbox every week. Mm. So fire your box up, baby, because we have a new episode for you this week. Keeping with our love theme, because we are still trapped in this month of February, which feels like June. <laughs> it's busted out all over, and we're busting out of our pants because this week's theme is love, love affair. affair. Theirs was a love affair. Dirty. A love of butter. A dear, 
That's my mother. Okay. So let's uh, let's get into some articles on okay. the affairs of the heart. All right. This is from the Wichita Falls, Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, now love ever happened in Wichita. Go get it. I thought it was... Isn't, wasn't Wichita, Wichita Kansas? Kansas? Right. So this is very confusing already. Well, there's a Paris, Texas. There's a Paris, um, Pennsylvania? There's also Paris, Illinois. There's also Paris Hilton. Right. And okay. then there's Perez Hilton. Mm. So this is Wichita Falls Times, Wichita Falls, Texas, June 2nd, 1977. Dear Abby, four years ago when I was 16, I fell in love with my brother's best buddy. He was 19 and gave me no encouragement. This is starting well. (laughs) This is how most good love affairs begin. (laughs) I'm ashamed to admit it, but the summer I turned 18, I threw myself at him in a way he couldn't turn down, and we had an affair. She's 18. How do you have an affair if he's not married? Let me continue. He was my first and only, but I was neither his first nor his only. Mm. He told me about the others. He never once said he loved me, but I told him I loved him. He said he couldn't get serious about any girl, but I notice he's got a steady now. He treats me like a sister, except for the times that I beg him to be a lover to me. I feel so cheap, Abby, but I can't help myself. I love him so much. When I see him with a girl, I get physically sick. I turn down dates with other guys just to sit at home and play records that remind me of him. How can I make him love me? Signed. In love and miserable. I wear his skin that I stole when I was at his apartment. He was clipping his nails on the bus, and when he left, I swept them up and I chewed on them. I keep them, I put them in herbal teas. I keep locks of his hair that I cut when I crept into his home. Dear in love, you can't. And if you invest any more time and longing on this hopeless situation, you're asking for the misery that you feel. A begging, brooding girl is unattractive. So substitute that wishbone for some backbone and force yourself to get busy with other things and thoughts of other people. You can get over him if you try, and try you must. Pray for strength. It works. Pray for strength. She's a bit harsh. Yeah. I mean, come on. Well, haven't you ever She's 16 years old. What? That's what you do when you're 16, you pine. He treats me like shit. I love him so much. Oh, this is a bad choice. I say, I say. Uh, wait, she's only 16. I was doing that stuff when I was 26. Four years ago, when I was 16, I fell in love with... Oh, so she's held on for four years. Love. Okay, maybe she needs a but little... But the summer bit. I turned 18, I threw myself at him. So there's two years of brooding, and then she turned 18, and then she started fucking him. And for he's how like, long? He's like, you know, I fuck other chicks, right? Like, yeah, 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 me too. A little bit of Monica in my life. A, a little, little bit, bit of Rita in my throat. <laughs> a little bit of Denise sitting on my face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay, yeah, four years is a long time. That's a little bit much. But, uh, you know. Two years pining, two years pounding. If she pounded, if they pounded for two years, it sounded like it was a one-time thing. Well, she said four years ago. So there's yeah, two Yeah, but years. have they been boning for two straight? I know the two years of pining, but we don't, she has not confirmed if this is like a relationship or no, if it was a one No, it's definitely one t- not a relationship. Yeah, it's like but a one But she said time. four years ago, unless, yeah, because four years ago, no, she no, started she pining, pining two, at 16, started fucking at 18, and she wrote the letter, <laughs> she's like, four years ago. So that's where my time frame is coming Good, from. okay, so in the in I mean, the I'm not a I'm not murder she wrote here, but. Uh, yeah, no, Angela. Bassett. I almost said Bassett. <laughs> 
<laughs> Both apply. I'm neither. I would love to see Murder not... She Wrote with Angela Bassett. That is a very different program. But I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm neither Jessica Fletcher nor Angela Bassett. I'm none of the Angelas. Or Angela. I'm, I'm Angela's ashes. Or, or Angela from Who's the Boss? <laughs> Angela Bauer of the Bauer Agency. <laughs> the Bauer Agency. <laughs> Haven't you ever? Have you pined for some? Not for that long, because that's a long time to pine. Uh, have I pined for someone? Yeah, I mean, I've made bad choices. We all know that. Yeah. Looking to my left. Hmm. But you know, you pine for me. No, he's got other things to do. Yeah, you. No, did you ever pine for me? Oh, God. He doesn't even like pine. I'm a single dad who works in construction. I don't have time to pine. Again, dress for the job that you want. No time to pine. No time to pine. Good for her, though. Really holding on to the past like that. Come on. But go ahead. Pine a little. You look cute today for a single dad. Okay. All right. I have an article that actually comes from Kansas. Well, Kansas, City, Missouri, said, the Kansas the City Star, December 30th, 1973. Okay. Love affair is possible in late life. Dear Ann Landers, I hope you will publish this. It's such cheerful news. I became a widow. Oh, well, this is a female voice. I became <laughs> a widow in my early 50s. When my husband died, I was sure if I married again, it would be for companionship or financial security. Instead, at the age of 63, I find myself involved in a passionate, rollicking love affair with a marvelous widower who is 70. We spend a great deal of time laughing, mostly at our own follies. (laughs) (laughs) We will be married as soon as some routine matters are settled. If more people realize that a love affair at our age can be just as exciting and grand as it is in the 20s, it might happen more often. Actually, a late love is more fun. We have none of the inevitable child-rearing problems, nor do we have the tension-producing struggles that face young people in a profession or a business. May all your readers have the same good fortune we are enjoying. Signed, Lucky, in Greenwich. Well, in Greenwich, she's got money, of course. (laughs) Dear Lucky, beautiful. Just beautiful. I'm happy for you. I'm sure millions of readers join me in wishing you both all the best. Ian. There were no exclamation points. It was just periods in her answer. That's it? Beautiful. Just beautiful. Great to hear it. Good for you. Fuck off. I'm divorced. Divorced in New York. Signed, happy, lucky in Greenwich. Go scratch. You're in Greenwich, <laughs> Connecticut. Do you know how much a house costs in Greenwich? You're living high on the hog. You found yourself another rich guy to latch yourself onto. But I believe in love. This is really intense. I believe in love when I'm older. I believe in life. I believe, I believe, I believe. Uh, We were joking not too long ago about the idea of my parents, you know, if one of them ever kicked it getting with somebody new. My mother has honestly said that to my father. Like years ago, she was like, if I go, you better not be with another woman. And I'm going to give Erin all the gold coins and Alan's getting the baseball cards. She's very concerned about my father, like, giving away the estate to some young chippy. The estate. Wow. <laughs> An 1,100-square-foot home in Massachusetts. Don't you give us the money! That's a very good home. It's worth a lot of money. I don't know. Do you want to put the energy into that when you're in your 70s? What? Well, but here's Finding what. I mean, else? in Florida, 
people really, these retirees. They're going after it. Yes. The gonorrhea grandmas. Um, I don't know if I want to go to Florida. To get it on. No. With the elders. Elder sexy. The whole category in the porn. Like cocoon sex. Oh, Wilfred Brimley sex. After we, uh, I like to eat oatmeal off of your stomach. This is gross. Ethel. Should we move on? Yeah. Oh, well then move up. Move away! This is from the Ottawa Citizen, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Ah. July 8th, 1977. Dear Abby, I never did love my husband. I just married him for security, and I've been miserable ever since. I suppose I should tell you that I'm in love with my doctor. That's why I've been so sickly much of the time. My doctor is very unhappy at home. My husband is in love with my best friend, who is also trapped in a loveless marriage. My husband would be much happier with my best friend, and I would be happier with my doctor. Isn't there some way this can be worked out so that nobody will be hurt? (laughs) You only live once, you know. Signed, lovesick. Wait, just real quick, going back mm-hmm. before you move on to the answer. Mm-hmm. Does the husband say he likes the, the friend? Did I miss that? Like, is he not? She just thinks they'd be a good couple? No, my husband is in love with my best friend. Has he said that to her? He had to have. I don't know them. I'm only reading what's on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> then read the answer, damn it. <laughs> I can reread can this to you them? if you got lost. No, no, it is no, kind of no. A short I just question. okay. Go, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Go with the end. If the train was leaving at three fifteen, and it went inside <laughs> Ethel at six fifteen. Dear lovesick, if you and your husband were to terminate your marriage, you could marry your doctor, and your husband could marry your best friend, assuming, of course, that they followed suit. That would leave your best friend's husband and the doctor's wife at loose ends. If you could sell them on each other, you could turn a rectangle into a sextangle. But with all the switching and hitching, there's apt to be some ditching. Oh. I recommend living with the ills you know rather than flying to others you know not of. So she's saying stay with your husband. You should stay in your miserable, loveless relationships instead of... And continue to have right. affairs with the other people right. around It's like you. when my boss always says... The devil that you know, as opposed to the devil that you don't know. And then she slaps you with a ring hand. Correct. <laughs> go back to your desk where I chained you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Enjoy your piece of bread up Yes, ma'am. It's um, <clears throat> very kind of her, very kind of this woman to say, you know what, I'm really into this other guy, but I think you might like this chick, and I think you guys Again, would work well together. he has already said that he does. But It's not like, I think you might like... He's, I know they, for a fact. The facts are, I'm in love with my doctor, you're in love with my best friend. As long as it's all out <clears> on the table, let's do this then. Yeah. So then what's the ish? Well, because as she stated... I know, I know we're going back to the thing, the, but the, like... There's the doctor's wife. Oh, I missed that part. Right. Yeah, and the I got best really friend's stuck. husband. So there's that. Oh, okay. So you'd have to make sure that the the doctor's wife and the best friend's husband are taken like care each other. of. Okay, okay, all right. That's a very complicated thing, but yeah. have a dinner party and see where it goes. So she can have a relationship with her doctor. He can have a relationship with her best, best friend, friend. But then there's the two other people that are like, "What? Yeah, you're loose doing ends. what? <laughs> but those loose ends, tie them up or kill them." Like, I think so, so what do we do now? I don't like you. I don't like you either. But I guess we should fuck. 
I guess we have to because they all seem to like each other. So right. let's make this work. It seems logical. Mm-hmm. And her advice is to stay where you are. That seems terrible. Uh, there's, uh, or maybe it's just like a seven-year itch thing where you just got to go. This know. was fun. Yeah. yeah. And move along. Yeah. Does the doctor not want to be with the wife? I mean, see, we have questions. I know you don't know them. I know. <laughs> the doctor doesn't want to be with his wife. That's why he's fucking well, her. But that doesn't necessarily. Oh, that doesn't. No, 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 no. Because he's with, he's fucking the chick who wrote the letter. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that he doesn't want to be with his wife. We don't know the backstory of the, the doctor. It, what kind it, of doctor is it? Gynecologist? Uh, he's a doctor of love. I'm a doctor of love. Sit on my face. I'm prescribing you my D. I, <laughs> on the I CW. I find it very <laughs> strange that you're so inquisitive about this. Yes, because the there's a lot of, are already written on the bathroom. But wall. they're really not. Yeah. Because we don't know that the doctor. It's a guy. Well, that's what she's writing. To that the reason why she wrote the letter was for the advice of what to do. Exactly, and I wouldn't know how to advise her. I would not know how to advise her on this. I've got no guidance because well, I wonder a, if the doctor really wants to leave his wife. Well, she definitely her. wants to leave her relationship. Yeah, and so but does we her don't husband. know in this thing the whole doctor side story. Okay, isn't this what the big chill is about? <laughs> the big chill's all. You know, the big chill's all about going. Their friends getting together because their friend committed suicide. Oh, never actually saw it. But AKA thanks, Kevin Costner, which is uncredited. One of their friends wants to have a baby, but. She's not willing, so uh, her married friend. Of course, the single gives, dad in construction gives, knows it. Gives her his seed. Ew, what? In the big chill? Yes. Hence chill. No, chill is he's dead. Yeah. Oh, the I thought they chill. were putting the sperm on ice. Wow, you really don't know this movie. Jesus, I really should. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Guess who needs to watch the big chill this week? I have sag screeners. I don't have time to go back and see Kevin Costner's early work, which, by the way, if he's playing a dead body, is probably his best work. You only see his Kevin Costner? Yeah. The, oh, his t- best work is it, just hands? Yes. That's all you see. Yeah. I is anybody it. fighting with me on that? Do you, what's Kevin Costner's best work? Captain Corelli's mandolin? I mean, come on. Field of Dreams. Um, eh. The Bodyguard. Ew! You're dances not going to bring the Bodyguard. You could replace Kevin Costner with anyone else in those movies. It's the movies that were the thing, if they were good. Field of Dreams was good, and what's Dances with Wolves, good. Good scripts. Kevin oh, Costner? Bull yeah, Bull Durham. Never saw it. See, But I apparently think... I was in it because it's Susan Sarandon, so, right? Uh, so you haven't seen a lot of Kevin Costner movies, basically. I've seen enough to know I've seen too many. I mean, Kevin Costner had like a decade. Of good stuff? And then yeah. Waterworld came along and wrecked all of that. Right. Well, just like, you know, Halle Berry, you know, got Catwoman and wrecked it. Oh. It's the Everyone's curse of the, the Academy Award. If you get an Academy Award, this is a reason not to strive, Patty. If you get the Academy Award, your next five movies well, will be flops. I think my parents took care of that. Really early on. <laughs> Shattered <laughs> dreams. Shattered <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Feel like I could run away <laughs> to New York. 
where all the dreams just exploded. Wait, did I already read my last? Oh, I have the final article. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. This one comes from the Tucson. Are you sure you didn't want to like examine, over-examine I think I've already question? flipped this thing around Or enough. to like go back through with the big show, which clearly you have no knowledge about. Should I watch this before next week? No, because I don't think it'll help you. Uh, yeah. I, it'll just leave you with more questions, and I don't want to Isn't Mayor them. Winningham in that? No. <laughs> I think she's thinking part of St. Elmo's Fire. Yes. Okay. Mayor Winningham. This is like Glenn Close. Oh, no. I Kevin definitely Klein, have never. Uh, yeah. Nope. Never saw it. And uh, uh, Glenn Close. Did I already say that? Yeah. yeah you, <laughs> Glenn Close, but no cigar. Oh, and uh, what's her face? From Joe oh, right. Uh, uh, Joe Beth uh, Williams? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'll watch it for Joe Beth Williams. Underrated actor. Correct. Incredibly underrated. Yes. So, okay. I'll watch The Big Chill with all that extra time I have <laughs> in between trying to put together an album, which I'm taping on April 8th at QED Astoria yeah. at 7 and 9 o'clock. And when you're trying to train for this marathon, which is a really bad I'm idea. not starting training for that until the summer. Mm-hmm. I got plenty of time to think about what I want my face to look like when I pass over the finish line, which mm-hmm. I think will be something like this. Mm, yeah. Because they always say what's really good for your body is to uh, do some kind of strenuous workout. But like, especially if you pass over a finish line after running nearly 27 miles to go, ooh, and tighten up. Tighten up your face. Like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's why you see a lot of people who just had plastic surgery cross the finish line. Oh, you don't because you just spend a fortune on your face to then ruin it by putting it through a 26 miles. Is this your way of telling me I shouldn't run the marathon because of my face? I think I'm telling you not to do the marathon because it's a really dumb idea. Why? Why do you hate this marathon so mm. much? It's your issue. Does Some any, people want to run it. Does anyone look like they're happy running a marathon? No. Only the people only, who win. Only so they can say, yeah, I ran a marathon. Great. How are your legs? Oh, they're terrible. My body broke. How down. about this? Before I officially commit to it, mm. I will walk the marathon path. I've thought about this. I want to walk the marathon path so I can see if I would want to run the marathon path. You know what I mean? I mean, that just seems like a fucking waste of time. No, it's Both not. Both of it seems like a waste of time. Why? Don't you, don't you, when you work out, do you get meditative at all? Like, don't you go away in your brain? That's why I do no, it. No, if I went away in my brain, I think I'd probably snap my back because I would probably <laughs> kill myself with all the weights that I'm, like, deadlifting. Wow. See, then that's what you do. You just strength train. Yeah. Are you the guy that drops the weights and screams in the middle of the No, I'm gym? not an asshole. Like, what? <laughs> How much? What, what, what is this podcast? I don't know about? anymore. It's, I it's, don't know. You don't even, like, you, you're, you're lost in a very, very uh, uh, clear question. You don't understand the big chill. One of the best soundtracks of all time. I don't you don't know, know Kevin Costner movies. You think he's a terrible actor. This is just this Are is you okay? I, why, why are you upset with my... Feelings you want to run a marathon? I, this is the, We're this all is over the map today. Read your fucking All question. right, here we go. Springtime. Spring has sprung. This comes from the Tucson Daily Citizen, Tucson, Arizona, February 24th, 1971. Love affair with husband. Interesting idea. Dear Ann Landers, you goofed. The lady who said the romance had gone out of her marriage asked for help. You told her to put away her storybooks and accept the realities of life. You pointed out how much she had to be grateful for. You exhorted her to... Exhorted her? 
Wow, new word. Okay. To count her blessings. You'll have to admit, Anne, her life sounded pretty darn dull. Why didn't you tell her to give that half-dead marriage a shot of adrenaline? There are many things a wife can do that use the imagination. She can lose 10 pounds, get a new haircut, read a book, get a part-time job so she'll have something to talk about besides the broken dishwasher, the kid's report card, and her mother-in-law. Best of all, she can have a love affair. With her own husband. She can suggest they spend a night at a local hotel. She can buy a black nightie for the occasion. He'll look at her with new eyes. If a wife acts like a household appliance, her husband will treat her like one. Every man wants a lovable, vibrant, exciting, fascinating woman. Be one. Signed, Lovebird, who sings a lot. Dear Bird, I vote for the local hotel bit. It's easier than losing 10 pounds and it's got to be more fun. If anyone out there tries, I'd like to know how it works out. Ayan! I don't like this question because this woman sounds like an asshole. She is. And, and I don't like her answer because it's lazy. It I is. Like, I like the hotel bit. What? All right. I'll go to a hotel. Get you, get jewels into a local motel. All of this, all of it is annoying. I know. I know. But that's why I picked it. Well, I get it. I like to poke and prod you. This is just like, You're if a... you treat yourself like an appliance. Well, yeah. Well, why do people do that? I guess they do. People have give up. They, they just give up. Yeah. Well, I gave up years ago. But if you were a household appliance, what would you be? I guess I'd be the ashes in the microwave. <laughs> the ashes next to the microwave. Earl! I just, I, I guess I just don't understand the concept of giving up on yourself and... And your... just letting go entirely. Yeah, that's... I, I didn't until the pandemic happened, and then I was like, you know what? I get it. <laughs> Lean in, lean into giving up. See, I couldn't, I, I, I could not have given up during the pandemic either because it was just, that would have been too depressing. Yeah. 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 I gave up for like the first couple weeks and then I was like, I got to get my life together. That's why I went. It's amazing how quickly everybody let go though. Right? Yeah. We had, yeah, that was, yeah. That's why I went. When people are like, oh, did you just get back to work? I'm like, mm, no, always working. Yeah, and I was doing stand-up through the whole thing. I was screaming in a park, if you can call that stand-up. But no, you... It you, counts. It does count. When you did it in the parking lot, when you did your yeah. Zoom stuff. I limped along. Yeah, limped. because if you if you didn't, then... What's that's the I think point? that's where a lot of people... I'm not trying to talk out of turn here, but when everyone kind of leaned into like... I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I just don't do anything. Then when you go back to the workforce, you don't know what to do. Which is the cause of people wandering into the woods and leaving their jobs right now. Right. To which we say, where is everybody? Well, and that's why people are, uh, I think a lot of them just, um, they they don't really know how to. There was no schedule to abide by. Yeah, which that's what that was the tricky part at the after like the initial lockdown. It's like, okay, what's my schedule now? Yeah, how do you create a schedule when it's just lawless? You know, yeah. it's like, uh, how do you make structure out of nothing when your day is nothing? I'm surprised that I did it because I, I am too. It was the first couple weeks I really leaned into the let go because I think we only thought we were going to have two weeks. Right, and it's funny because I have a show coming up uh, March seventeenth. 
in New Hampshire, look at me like weaving in my shows rather mm. than just pimping them all out at the top of the show. It's a good weave. It's a good weave. I'm weaving. Uh, March 17th, I'm going to be at the Portsmouth Music Hall. Now, almost two years to the day, I think it was March 13th, 2020, I was there, or 12th or something. So basically, this was my last show before the lockdown. This is the exact same show. This it's no this moment. like Irish comedy and stunt spectacular. It's like I followed Irish step dancers. And stunts? What is it like? like uh, yeah, like the Tommy Bartlett water and ski show? Yeah, basically, it's like a variety show where all of a sudden a ginger comes out and then does like a set, and then Irish step dancers come in after her. And like a triple sow cow. Exactly. Ooh, Olympics. We have to talk about that. I'm okay. Uh, have you watched any of them? No. Oh. Uh, I think I did. And I only watch skating because I'm gay. Oh, yes. And weirdly, I haven't followed skating. I haven't really followed it. I just, you know, if a TV's on, I'm going to watch it, even if it's a game. Because I, I, I never know when things are on. Everything is off times. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't really, I'm not a big. The only thing I watched so far, and that's because it was on in a bar, was the skeleton. What? Yeah. It's just a sled. It's just a person who is stomach down on a sled. I'm like, how does this take technique? It's called the skeleton. It's almost like luge without the luge, but your face first. Are you sure it's face first? I thought you're laying down. It is face first. So they hold onto a sled, they run, 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 they jump on the sled, and they go down the hill face first, which to me is my, (laughs) that's my nightmare. But also I thought, like, that's probably the one place where Ireland could take the gold. Because they're like, I've been face first, face down my whole life. That's not, just throw them on the sled. They're face first. Yeah, face first. Because we were watching it in the bar, and I was like, how does this really take it's any- the skeleton? The skeleton. Okay. And they're just on a sled. I mean, it looks terrifying and death-defying, but I also go, where's the technique? <laughs> you know? Meanwhile, all these Russians are doing their quadruple yeah, sow wow. cows on drugs. Oof. No. Face first. Face first. Yeah, no. Oh, wow, yeah. How do you stop yourself? Oh, it's like that little- It's like- I don't know if you had this growing up, but we had these, The it looks like a little square skate. Sled? Right. Yeah. But in grade school, we had these little square skates. So there was like four wheels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't re- really remember I what we did I didn't grow up in 1925, them. but yes, I know what you're well, talking about. Either did I, but you, you'd be surprised what we did. <laughs> to entertain <laughs> ourselves. Like, Please. Mrs. Manninkill rolled out the, like the, the four-wheel skate for I don't know why. All well, these little things, dodgeball. No judgment. We used to go to the dump with my father and just throw dirt balls into a hole. And that was an afternoon. That was my father babysitting. Wow. <laughs> so, and then I didn't know that you went through the depression. But that's We did, great. but I was, you know, I didn't know you did either. Yeah. I you guess. hit the, the wooden circle with the stick down the street. Pretty much. Little yeah. Dutch boy. Yeah. It's funny, I was, I was taking my Orange Theory class and the guy who was teaching it out of nowhere was like, my friend, he played a Mariah Carey song and he's like, my friend was a backup dancer for Mariah Carey and he tore his rotator cuff lifting her up. <laughs> this was in the middle of a workout, he just dropped that gym. Wow. I almost fell off the treadmill. Do you realize we're coming up on three years? I do. I do. Three years. Yes. And we're not famous yet? And we're not the Joe Rogan experience? I don't understand that. We need to start having some conspiracy theorists on this podcast to get some traction. Well, we need something to happen. 
something I was going to say with Spotify, but they really seem to be on the downswing at the moment. But hey, they might be acquiring people. (laughs) I'm not above it. Just saying. Is there a paycheck involved? Should we do Instagram mail? Yes. All right. Let's do this shit. It's time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. mail. We belong together. We belong together. Write to us on the Instagram mail. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs at Instagram mail. Dear Pod Official, we have one question today. We have one Instagram mail question this week. Petois, would you like to read it to the people and then answer the question? Dear Pod, my boyfriend still gets texts from his ex that are very suggestive. I've told him that it makes me feel uncomfortable, but, but I'm not sure if the ex got the message. What should I do besides sexting in Cicero? Dear Cicero, Instead of just dropping subtle hints from time to time, hit them both with a zinger. Send your sweetie and his ex packages with fingers from a cadaver at the local med school. Toss in an old cell phone and leave a note saying, sexting is bad for your health. If they don't wise up, send a foot and say the next foot will be in your ass. Cut it out, Abby. Oh, that was a a succinct answer. It was tight as your asshole. Oh, On uh, on Pride Weekend. Mm-hmm. All right, here's what Anne has to say. Dear Sext, you know that old Dr. Seuss rhyme. If an ex is still sending texts and your boyfriend's not acting perplexed or vexed, the subtext is those texts may lead to sex. Uh, Who knows how many homes this ex has wrecked? <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. I don't do the Seuss. The sidewalk tulip here is clearly using her unlimited plan to get your man's attention. But attention is a two-way street. Like a boomerang, she wouldn't play with it if it didn't come back. Your guy is clearly engaging in some eggplant emoji action. As much as I am a fan of stealing someone's phone and pretending to be them, Apple has made things more complicated by making their products lockable. Between numbers and facial recognition, it's like trying to break the Da Vinci Code though my Jules once opened my phone with his face. I don't know what that says about me, other than that I need to make an appointment with my waxer. Confront your mans directly. He is the issue. In the Venn diagram of crap behavior, he's right smack in the center. Tell him to stop engaging with her, encouraging these texts. If he claims he's not doing anything, and he will absolutely say that, ask him to see them outright. If you get a, uh, no, uh, I can't, uh, my phone, I left it in the, uh, then you have your answer. Like I tell my Jules when he wants to take a bath with me and the dog, there's barely enough room in here for the two of us. Leave your schnauzer outside. Good luck, you peach, peach, eggplant, eggplant, fire emoji, son of a bitch. And happy code breaking. Ayan! Eggplant emojis. I'll never not look at an eggplant emoji and think of... It's never a fruit. It's never... An eggplant emoji is never the thing it's meant to be. Same with the peach. Peach emoji. Ruined for forever. Dancing girls. Still can't figure out the use of the dancing girl emoji. I'm not a big emoji user. Mm. Use your words. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Whenever I text with Steph, who is like the most articulate person in the world, she loves to add emojis in there. And I'm like, didn't need the smile, sad face. Well, Got it. I mean, it's it's always a punctuation. That's fine. It's fine. No, I don't judgment. like it in place of 
of a feeling. It's like, and like I'm going to the, and then a picture of the store. Do you want any eggplant? <laughs> um, and then later, let's go, then dancing emoji. Uh, I'm going to do nothing but send you emojis like Mad Lib style or from it's here on out. Classic concentration where it's like, I, it, uh, do you remember that? Oh my God, where you had to put the word in? Where you'd have to figure out what, what the, the word is in the sentence. Right. Have you Based been playing Wordle? No. Like the rest of the world? No, Wordle? I don't do what everybody else does like that. Tell me about it. I, do, I don't. I do. I go along for the ride. And I get, I, I the sad it? part is it's one word a day mm-hmm. is released to you. So that's it. Once you've played the Wordle for the day, that's it. Your mm-hmm. one word. You have six chances to get it right. Mm-hmm. So it's a five letter word every day. So you pick your five letter word. Okay. Uh, penis. Uh-huh. All right. We put that at the top. And then it will highlight the letters that are correct. If it's yellow, it's a correct letter that is in that five-letter word, but in the wrong place. And if it's green, then it's not only a correct letter, but it's also in the correct place. So if you're colorblind, you're fucked. So that's another reason why I'm not yes, playing that game. Yes, this is very anti-colorblind people. Yeah, so no, I will not be playing that I'm game. so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You're, you're left out of so much. True. You're left out of so much joy. I don't know. If, are you burping or crying? I'm burping. No. We should drink. We should drink very early in the morning. All right, you know what it's time for? Especially cocktail. Oh my God, how did you know? It's, like, <gasps> it's, it's time for specialty. 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 You're giving me cocktails. Cocktails. It's Johnny Surely Loves Jazz. Cocktail. Johnny loves it. And then I like to drink. I want to curb you, curb you. Johnny Cut Cut Alright this week's cocktail is A Manhattan love story One day in the big city James Jules Ferris Met a sassy redhead He took her out for a drink And he's kept her a little tipsy ever since God that's true isn't it Alright for this you will need Sorry for your loss So sorry sir You single dad Working in construction For this you will need One and a half ounces of whiskey one ounce of dry sake. A half... Sake it to sake me. Sake it to me, baby. A half ounce of ginger liqueur. Ooh, in honor of me. And two dashes of bitters. Here's what you want to do with all these sexy ingredients. In a mixing glass, add all ingredients. Add ice. Stir for 30 seconds and strain into a rocks glass over a large ice cube. Garnish with an orange twist. Now, here are the tasting notes. A great love affair needs two willing players, some obvious fireworks, and most important, a well-crafted cocktail to sip on while you look each other in the eyes and explain what hot, disgusting, and vile things you are going to do to one another in the hotel room after you finish this drink. Just as you are going to surprise your new lover between the sheets, this drink is going to surprise you with a brand new ingredient we have never used in the Maha Tiki Lounge. Sake! Oh, Sake, baby! That's right. This intriguing take on the traditional Manhattan is a wonderful marriage of flavors. Just like the marriage of flavors that will be happening with the two of you as you sweat and swap saliva between the sheets. Ooh, he's really going there. Probably, but I digress. In this cocktail, the whiskey shines while the sake takes over in the spot that vermouth usually inhabits. 
All the while, the ginger liqueur gives it a spicy undertone. Mm. This delightful libation makes a wonderful third to your party. You know, if you're into that sort of thing. Okay. Now finish that drink and get those pants off. That took he's a got turn. some real oh, aggression Jesus. this week. That's God why he's taking it like up. Well, sake, baby. Maybe Quit. He, and Simba are he wants to be sockied, and frankly, I'm not taking one for the team on this one. Here we go. Take oh, a whip. it smells good. It smells citrusy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You get. Get surprised, everybody. I'm not mm. a fan of sake. Oh, I am. Oh, I like this. I like I like I like this deep cut. I feel like you could make this hot too. I feel like it's very iced right now, but it could be a hot drink for a cold day, which we don't have anymore. I don't even why do you like hot things? Because I am hot, baby. Okay. I'm spicy. I like it. I, I, I do enjoy the cold, but you could could heat it up if you wanted to. This is good. I, I like this. I, you know, every every night I, I come like home. Jim has this f- facial expression right now where it's like, by the time we're done with this, he's going to be like, actually, it's cat piss and a little bit of deer urine. <laughs> what? <laughs> because I'm actually not, I'm over you guys. Yeah. I am. Yeah. One of these days he's going to sneak he's gonna, in. He's like, oh, I got to go to work. Leaves, caulks all the doors and windows and then sets the house on fire. <laughs> and adds gas. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll never know because we'll just gently fall asleep. And he'll be recording it the whole time. We're like, we're actually dying right now. Actually? Actually um, dying. It's, uh, and then you just... Are you okay? Beep, oh, my God, beep. that hurts. Oh, my God, I'm on fire. Beep. Oh, no. No one left behind. This is good. I'd keep drinking this if I didn't have a place to drive and do a show. Are you doing it I'm right now? I'm not putting it down. What time's your show? I'm not going to... I have to drive an hour. I, it's at Chuck's place, so I got to drive an hour. What time is the show? Eight o'clock. <laughs> there we go. There you go. Right? <laughs> See how simple that was, uh-uh. and yet she turned it into. I gotta, and and, and, and then I have to do this, and I have to do that. Eight o'clock. Okay, All I'm right. not telling. I'm not saying to. God, you are I just so asked what time the show was. Today. This, this episode is was. about love. Did you ever see that clip of like? It's like uh, all these singers. And they're, it's like uh, Christina, Celine, blah, blah. And they're all like ending a song, but they're all like riffing like for their fucking lives. Uh-huh. And Christina riffs so hard that she falls. <laughs> no, I've never so seen So they're all this. like trying to like battle each other. So can you imagine like a post Grammys party? And like they all have like their guitar with them. So it's like Jewel's got her guitar. Sean Colin's got her guitar, Sarah McLaughlin. And they're all just trying to like out depress each other. And everyone's like, this is the worst fucking Jesus Grammy God. party I've ever been to. The Vanity Fair party. I don't recommend going to that. Everybody <laughs> is just so sad. They're like, okay, Puffy, Mariah, let's just stop into this uh, Grammy party. And they walk in. I don't think why so. Why is everybody doing <laughs> yoga? What's going on? Why is everyone drinking that juice? And why is everyone asleep? Why is everybody braiding each other's <laughs> hair and gin, weeping? The Jim Jones. <laughs> the Jim after Jones. Party. <laughs> after party. <laughs> With headliners Sarah McLaughlin and John Goldman. We'll say. Your life. Where I was like, let's get out of here. These people are dead. No, seriously. This is dead. They're dead. This party is dead, you guys. <laughs> They're killing it. Literally. This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.